Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV, comics, movie stars, hit singles and some toys. It's trivia and dirty jokes, an evening with the boys. Once is never good enough for something so fantastic. So here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks. Colossal classic. Hi, I'm Rosanna Raquette, and you're here listening to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co host Frank Santo Padre. We're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer Frank Verderosa. Our guest this week is back for a return engagement on this podcast, and we couldn't be happier about it. He's an actor, writer, TV, and radio host. New York Times best-selling author and one of the most admired and influential stand-up comedians of the last five decades. You've seen him in hit movies like Fame, Scarface, The Groove Tube, Night Shift, yes. Mad Dog and Glory, Hope. The Wrong Guys, a very Brady sequel, Hey-o. Man on the Moon, and wow. The Comedian. Oh. So why doesn't anybody know you? Uh, yes. He's also done mystery. notable work in dozens of TV shows, including Moonlighting, Miami Vice, Mad About You, Lois and Clark, The X-Files, South Park, yeah, but Arrested I gotta have to shave. I'm going to have to shave again. Yeah. I lost the suit size waiting for ah. And The Wire. Ah. And, of course, Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order, playing one of the most enduring characters in television history, Detective John Munch, a character that would go on to appear in at least 10 different series. 
You want more? Fine. He's also the author of several New York Times bestsellers, including UFOs, JFK, and Elvis. I am not a cop. Dead wrong. I am not a psychic. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> the hit list. Hit list. <laughs> and? Someone is hiding something. Corporate conspiracies. And the soon-to-be-published... Conversations. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> with Jerry Lewis. Conversations uh, oh. with Jerry about his longtime friendship with the late great Jerry Lewis. Oh. But as impressive as those accomplishments are, he'll forever be known and beloved to audiences at as one half of the iconic ventriloquism act, ah, Dick right. and Stinky. <laughs> That's right. Fuck you, you Jew. Oh, Stinky, we're on the air now. You can't. Oh, come on, Stinky. Too bad Hitler didn't finish the job. Oh, oh Stinky, yeah. come on. I told That's you about terrible. that. What's wrong with That's you? Terrible. You know, I try to take Stinky everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, Your lips don't move at all, though. You no, got... they don't. They don't. His lips move. Stinky. Welcome back yeah. to the show. Yes. My Fellow survivor of Thick of the Night. Yes. Yeah. The wow. legendary Bells himself, our pal Richard oh. Bell. Oh, oh hey, wow. I thought that so would never end. over now, right? Hey, uh, yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's that's just kidding. No, no. My bris no. was shorter. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Well, from no. many ways, but. Yeah. Hey, Gil. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember when we first met? I'm going to say, yeah, uh, Catch a Rising Star. Do you know how old you were when I met you? The what? How old you were when we first met? Oh, God. I was 19. A, yeah? Yep. I thought I was even younger. No, 19, and you came in, and uh, Rick Newman said, hey, this guy's good. He does impressions. Yeah. So you went up, and you did like uh, James uh, Mason, James Boris Mason, Karloff. Boris Karloff, uh, Curly doing Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> and the shit Bogart. has not changed. And that was what, 70? <laughs> yes. Same act. And the clothes haven't changed. Uh, That's the just. worst clothes, the act. I'm I mean. working on my Robert Mitchum image. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> Should we introduce the other two gentlemen in the room? Oh, I don't guess. think that's necessary. <laughs> the other two have been who have been annoying during my introduction. Yes. The Thank most you. important part of this show right. is, of course, the legendary band leader of the David Letterman show, as well as a million other credits. And that's Paul Shea. Thanks Shade. so much. Yay. Fun to be here. Just you. taking up space. That's all no. I'm doing. How's taking the wine? Good? Just taking the wine. is lovely. Good. And now Spill. a man who needs an introduction. And now a man who needs <laughs> a big introduction. Absolutely. Huh. No introduction. Well, Tom maybe a little. Thank you. A no, man Tom. responsible my for credits, so much. Seinfeld. So much Seinfeld. of the writing. My credits are, uh, yeah, so my credits are on, on. Responsible for so much of the writing. Oh, yes. thank you, Paulie. Some of the great comedy My writing. credits can be found yes. uh, in the National Archives. They can. You are like the Harry Crane, our Harry Crane. Hey, oh, that's Harry. quite a well, compliment. That's quite a special man. You thank did you. Uh, that show about the bar, Cheers. <laughs> You yes. did the show with Seinfeld, right? You were Called one of Seinfeld? The Harry yes. Crane. Harry Crane. Harry Crane. Tell the folks who Harry Crane is, Tom. Harry Crane was. I came in just a generation two, just missing the Harry Crane days um, and the salad days. Yeah. 
and the halcyon days. Was Harry Crane and the happy days. around well, when you first started? He might have been, but probably pretty much retired. But why is Bill he Persky framed? and all those guys right. knew him very well and said he was the funniest guy, but he was the meanest guy in the world. Meanest. <laughs> meanest to the other writers, but always take credit, but hilarious. And everybody, you've heard of Harry Crane, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bill Persky told us some Harry Crane And stories. you know what? Who's his, huh. his, his niece was? Melissa Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert. I think she's, oh. yeah. Now, that doesn't make or too much sense. No. Granddaughter yeah. and niece. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I've worked with all those, you know, but he was considered. Oh, Harry Crane said this and all that, but I don't really know much more about well, him. Well, what Bells. did he write? A bridge for Jimmy about a boy who had his own suspension bridge. <laughs> what do you tell? He this wrote uh, "Happy for Twelve Minutes," right? Where a guy gets a check and he's happy for the twelve minutes happy it takes minutes. to go down to the he's bank and find out that it was just a big gag. Oh, you know. Did anybody else here meet Harry Crane or just you? I never met him. Oh, you never met him. I don't know why I'm the expert no, on Harry yeah. Crane. You ever uh, work with Pat McCormick? No. Okay. Does that was he on the show? Disqualify me for some? Uh, no, was no, <laughs> he around? No. Oh, he would have been great no, to have. Who else is dead? Right. Who Everybody's else? dead, Gil. Yeah, you're not looking that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first time you guys did Dick and Stinky? How did that happen? Oh wow! I I think it just kind of started when we oh be, right at, like at thick of the night we just started uh, joking around. Yeah. Would be. Hanging out in a car or something. In the dressing room. But then we did it at the uh, comedy, uh, what was that? Comedy Relief. Comic Relief. We did, we made our stage debut. Doing that material? Dick and Stinky. Wow. And we killed. Right? Right, Stinky? You remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, why don't you blow me? Oh, Stinky. Last time I got a sliver in my lip. (laughs) Now, come on. I told you, no dirt. We're on the air. The Where le- have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Stinky. Well, where have wh- you been, Stinky? I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I, I figured- Stinky, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? Well, He's got it. He's got it. has been. We- <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, Paul and I met in 1973. That's correct. The year of turmoil. The year of turmoil. And you brought Dave Thomas into catch. Three or meet. four. That's right. right. 73, 74. Uh, I was uh, subletting uh, Gilda Radner's apartment, and she was about to uh, start a, in a show that you eventually ended up in, but you were in the original company. The Lampoon Show. You replaced Harold Ramis in The Lampoon Oliver Show. Shalom, right? Belushi, Oliver Shalom, was in it. Bill Murray. Bill and his brother Brian Doyle Murray. Yes. Uh, Gilda, the only girl. Uh, you went in as the improv. There was an improv spot where you took questions as a Maharishi. No, as um, Carlos Castaneda. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Carlos <laughs> Brilliant every night. And anyway, there was a party where they were trying out some of the stuff for each other. I was there just because I was living there. You were there, and you said, I got to go and do a set. I'll be right back. And I'm just new in New York, you know. I just moved to town. And I say, I know a comic who leaves a party, goes to do a set (laughs) at a club, a swinging hip club, then comes back, rejoins the party, which he did. So that was our, that was the night we met. That was your christening. That was the night, yeah. Is that uh, your wife's shirt or you just, (laughs) is that your wife's shirt? It's my wife's pants. (laughs) 
My wife Spanx, actually. If I want to be telling the incomplete truth. It's a lovely shirt. Tom. You know, you don't really know a woman until you've walked around in her Spanx. They, you know they I mean? look like those Mary Tyler Moore All right. Pants. The Capri yeah. pants. Yeah. They're just... Capri. They're just <laughs> well, the ones that Rob Reiner grabbed that, onto. That was my, my high school drama coach was Mr. Capri Pants. Really? And he'd say, bring it down to half and freeze it. Uh, I think he was talking about the show. I, oh, or about lunch. Yeah. yeah. All right, so how did you meet the Bells, Tom? We know how Gilbert Prison? No. Um, Chris, Chris Guest said – Chris Guest was – I've known Chris since we were teenagers, and he's – and this and it's about the same time you right. met him. 74. He says, you got to meet this guy, Richard Belzer. He's hilarious. And, you know, that was sounded good, so – and then he brought me over to see you and – At Catch. It introduced people. Funniest thing ever. Oh, I was on Screaming. Catch. Yeah, well, that's I where remember, we met. Yeah, yeah, but you, the year was 1941. <laughs> yes, a date. But I remember Kay Kaiser was number one in the box. First met you, you just started doing an impression of me that you just saw. It was <laughs> like you were doing me, <laughs> and I was I was so flattered. Oh wow! Because wow. Chris said you got to meet Tom Leopold. Oh, he's the funniest guy. And then he said to you, I was the funniest guy. And then we arm wrestled, and it was a tie. Yeah, yeah. you you had a hook, a comedic hook at that time. But, that you let it go. Well, it was replaced, oh, I have, uh, replaced by a bit. What was my but, hook? But the old you hook. You were saying, well, you know, you didn't want to do it every night. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Gilbert does the greatest impression of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, why don't, you, why don't you go outside and practice falling down for a while, okay? Yeah, 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 it's great. It's like a little parody bird. Yeah, 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 sure. Sure. Belzer had a parakeet. Yeah, we were at Howard Stern in the 80s. Yeah. And I was listening to it the other day, and it was you and I run together, and for 40 minutes, you were just making fun of me, like, yeah, Reagan's going to. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like just busting everything I ever said. And I didn't think you ever paid attention. You're right. I never thought he paid attention to my act. Meanwhile, he's doing my. Oh! Speaking of act, guess who I bumped into last night, uh, two nights ago? Yeah. Walking down the street. Jackie Mason. When his hair dyed orange? No. Oh, no. <laughs> have you had him? Jackie Mason. Have you had yeah, Jackie Mason? We have not. I don't oh. know. Oh, God. He's Let's look it up, Frank. 80s. How old is Jackie Mason? Like, Walking yeah. down where um, that restaurant we used to go to, Fiorello's, and coming up the street, there's Jackie Mason. Is he by himself? Along. No, he's with this woman that's been with him. I guess it's his wife for like the last... You know, seven thousand years. Now, they, they was is it who, and he looked born nineteen thirty one. He was born in thirty one. So does that make him eighty eighty seven? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Wow. Yeah. A couple of years ago, my wife went up to him and said uh, that she's married to Gilbert Gottfried, and she goes, and he goes, I don't like that Gilbert Gottfried. He loves me. He loves me. <laughs> he loves what did you do to him, Gil? What does I, that mean? I think I, I was on the Stern you show. You loused him? And, and I think it was when what he had word. said something that on TV that they thought was racist. Yeah, he said Schwarzer or something. And I started doing like a really oh. racist. As him? Uh, yeah, yes. Jackie Mason. Maybe that's what bothered him. <laughs> so he had, the, oh, you loused him. <laughs> you loused him. Just the fact you that he Jackie listens Mason, to Howard. <laughs> well, can you picture Jackie Mason listening to Howard? It just, yeah. That's an anomalous. Yeah. Yeah, I never had it work like that. You, you lost you me. Lost yeah. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, you lost me, you son of a bitch. I'll tell you another thing. Son. Here's John Biner. I'll tell you the story that John Biner told me. John Biner oh. was on Ed Sullivan oh, I, yeah. the, the night that 
Jackie Mason got in trouble for giving the finger. Remember that mm, whole yeah, thing? Sure. Yeah. What, what happened was the Bay City <laughs> Rollers were the act and they were like, you know, the poor man's beat. No. It was yeah. way before the Bay City no, Rollers. No, no. I'm telling you, Bay City Rollers are on Ed Sullivan and the audience was yelling and screaming and Jackie Mason comes out and the audience is still kind of, you know, waiting for the Bay City Rollers to come back and he couldn't. He wasn't yeah. hitting with the right. audience. And after about four minutes, they finally settled – audience settled in and started laughing at him. Stage manager off uh, uh, off stage goes, you got one minute. And Mason is like, "I got, you got a finger for me. I got a finger for you. He never went like this, right. which yeah. is a no, popular yeah. – yeah. he went like this. He went like this. Yeah. And – Big wow. news. It was huge news. Yeah. So after the show, Biner goes by Sullivan's – dressing or office to hear because he heard Jackie Mason was called into the office, right? And he hears, you motherfucker, you little shit, how dare you make that gesture on my show? I've got nuns and Cub Scouts watching his show, you cocksucker. How dare you, you little prick. But, but, but Ed, don't butt Ed me, you little Jew motherfucker. No, I didn't say that. Ed impressions and good Biner as was listening at the door. Right. And heard him say, you motherfucker, oh, boy. you little shit. So he was lousing him then. He was lousing Did he ever get invited back? Maybe? Yeah. Did he ever well, get back the big myth races? is he was He did come back. He did. Huh? But Finally. not for People a long time. People don't remember that. Yeah. He no. had to get beaten up by Frank Sinatra's guys first. Shoot That's story. He was allowed back you know to that story? Something. May I? Please tell me. May I tell the story? I can always hear it again. Yes. We have to cut away and sell something? Why? Uh, we, we have to cut away and sell away, something? Right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. okay? Hold that okay. thought. We'll be right back. No, we're okay. Cute story. Cute. Um, Jackie Mason is on stage. Some at the you know in big Miami. hotel in Miami, yeah. and uh, Frank comes in a little late with Mia Farrow to see Jackie, and they come in. Of course, everybody sees it's Frank and Mia, and Jackie Mason. Ah, it's Frank Sinatra and uh, Mia Farrow. You know, she takes off her roller skates. He takes off his toupee, and he starts making fun Ooh. of them. But just ridiculous, you know. She's doing her homework, and he wants to. And just joke <laughs> was after funny. joke, just the was worst, funny. the worst jokes you can. I mean, Jeez. funny, but yeah, know. but man, please. Okay, a day or two later, Jackie Mason sitting in his car or a car, and a guy comes over to the door and knocks on the window. Mason opens it up, and this guy punched him in the face. And he had his hand wrapped in like, you know, brass knuckles. Broke like 50 bones in Jackie Mason's face. One punch because he said she takes off her roller skates. He takes off his waist. Wow. Wow. He's lucky he he got off with that. Yeah. But uh, this, is, this is the business we have chosen. Uh, yeah. We thought Great about story, having Bells. Mason in here, but Thank we're you. afraid. I think Gilbert and I are afraid of him. Who? Yeah, Mason. Jackie. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, my, you, you might need security yeah. up here. You yeah. lost him. Because I lost him. You, oh, that's right. You lost I can't, him. I can't, you can't have him. But how many years ago did she ask him about uh, it? Oh, God. Uh, so he maybe he forgot. Or he might have forgotten, Gil. So reinvite him. <laughs> I forgot. All right. Now she's yeah. angry. Ten? <laughs> Ten? Ten? Fifteen. Oh, so now you Fifteen years ago. I like he it. must have forgotten. He totally yeah. forgot. I'd like to find yeah. out how many bones were broken in his exactly. face. If that's my question. Yeah. And then I Could heard it up. he described it, the punch, like he said, it was uh, very professionally done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very professional. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of lousing, is, is Harry still mad at Gilbert, Paul? 
Harry Shearer. I can't speak for her. I can't speak for her. I would never speak for her. For Harry? Oh, God, no, you can't do that. Something as delicate as that. Why would he be mad at you? And I, you know. Why would he be mad at you? Because Gilbert wouldn't come down. Because I remember Paul used one time saying to me, I, you know, Harry, Harry Shearer hates you. <laughs> such a but that yeah. wasn't the first you're such you a heard divic, about Paul. well I think it was I I was like on uh, well when I was on Saturday Night Live we the cast introduced themselves was he yeah. on then when you were on uh, no no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was that's the story yeah. and and we were all introducing ourselves and Piscopo said hi I'm Joe Piscopo I'm kind of the Dan Aykroyd I'm Charlie Rocket. I'm kind of the Chevy Chase. Right. And and I said, uh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm kind of a mixture of John Belushi and that guy who used to do the imitations who nobody remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say his name? No. Well, so how did he know? Knew. Well, may I ask? How did he he knew. Okay. I, I, so well, he lost him. Not saying, I have I a lo- question. <laughs> I have a question. Did you write that no, about him? no. Well, what do you mean, no? Who wrote it? I, one of the writers. A writer on the show. On the show. So yeah. you were uttering, really, a written yeah. statement that had yeah. been written Stealing by someone else. I, performing I think as an actor. you should bring right. me and Harry back together the like same the way telethon. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I think it was about time. <laughs> Dean and Jack. I think it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, there's a gentleman here who loves what you do. Loves what you do. <laughs> uh, but but how could he blame you? I'm sure he doesn't anymore. He so may have you You're painting, you're painting Harry as a very bitter guy. No, but he has. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. Harry forgives and for, yes, and, he does. Yeah. Forget, and embraces. He embraces. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there would be an embrace if I brought you guys together. Can we to, broker this but, piece? But because you yes. did not write it, I wonder if yes. you had written. What would you have said about him? Uh, I Same would have thing. gone on longer. I, I, <laughs> no, you don't say that when you see it. Yeah, no, no, was, well, forget I the radio. There will be no radio. No, you better rehearse if you're going to yeah. talk to Harry. Uh, now he may hurt you. And he I loved you before. He may hurt you now. On camera. All right, he hates you. The last oh. time Rich was here on our, our podcast two years ago. Who's Rich? T- Rich. Oh, Richard Belzer. I do all right. He told uh, he told one of the arguably one of the funniest stories on this show. Do you remember Gilbert about yeah. about Liza? Oh my God! Yes, Liza in Germany. Oh, <laughs> I think I you. I don't know this. No. This is great. Her husband told me this. Mark, what's his name? The Mark Giro, the fine oh, artist, the, the fine sculptor. Yeah. So. I own a few of those, by the way. Many years ago. <laughs> you have a few Giros? I have some Giros. When he was, you know, the period when he was, like, in love? Oh, well, we, that They was first a, met. Before he that realized. Was, yeah. yeah. So it was a colorful period. Yeah. 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 So um, Liza's in, uh, on tour in Europe. And she's uh, got her band. And, and virtually every guy in the band's Jewish. And they're, and they're in Germany. And they're, you know, in the dressing room. And... They started, the guys in the band start having, one of the guys said, you know, we're Jews and we're in Germany. Like, how do you guys feel? You know, they started talking about being a Jew in Germany and they're going on and on. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. And then someone says, is there Jews in there? <laughs> <laughs> And it's the, Liza's 
The road manager wanted to see if there was any orange juice ah. in, in the van room. No, really? I swear to God. Is there any juice in there? <laughs> any juice in there? <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and True on that, story. On that same episode, you told Richard the, the LEV cell story. Oh, which is yes. also great. Oh, yes. Yes. These guys are <laughs> so many funny stories about him. But Ellie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was watching you talk about tasteless when people aren't trying to be tasteless. Right. So Ellie Wiesel, who, uh, <laughs> you know, his whole family died in the we, concentration we yeah. camps. Yeah. And he's, his career is writing Remembering the Camps. So he was on some talk show with this host who's got a big smile on his face the whole time. And and he asked Ellie Wiesel, he goes, if you could have any wish, what would it be? And, and Ellie Wiesel says, you know, with tears in his eyes, he goes, I wish people would stop just standing by. He goes, the Holocaust occurred because people stood by. Uh, genocide goes on in this world because people stand by. And the host puts his hand <laughs> on Elisal's knee and turns to the camera with a giant smile and goes, and we're going to ask you to stay. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ask you. Ah, that's beautiful. And now, while Gilbert heads into the nutmeg kitchen to steal more Perrier, <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Gail and Frank went out to pee. Now they're back so they can be on their amazing colossal podcast. Podcast. Kids, time to get back to Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal podcast. So let's go. Oh, and and who were like when when I was uh, See, three years old? Me? I'll get back to it. And, oh, and I met you at at catch. Uh, the people who were still. Playing there, like I remember, uh, Gabe Kaplan used to go uh, on stage all the time, yeah. and uh, he became Brenner. Brenner, Rock, yeah. Right. Uh, Jimmy Pat, Walker, Pat Benatar, Pat used Benatar. To, oh, yeah. yeah, I went on tour with her. Yeah, with her, her, and just to tie up the end of, uh, I saw in the motel. Tele- on the motel television, the reunion when Frank brought Dean and Jerry together. Ah. It's on the road with Pat Benatar. Yeah, okay, yeah. I guess well, we all remember said. where we were when yeah, that happened. Said. Yeah, it's like JFK or the moon landing. You know, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, though, uh, Gil and Frank, about um, how much Tom and I were dying to get involved with roasts, yes. friars-style roasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
there was a tribute going to happen to Belzer in connection with a uh, cable show he had oh, made, yeah. I think. And and we heard, it's going to be a roast. Well, Tom and I spent four or five days in my room, hotel room. I lived in a hotel at that, writing material for this. This is the it, town hall roast? And, uh, no, this is, this is a pre different, that. different one. Huh? Oh, that was before, a real oh, that roast. One. Yeah. Oh, wow. This yeah. one was going to be really a PR thing for his show. 84, but, I think it was. But uh, David Steinberg, who had directed it, you know, this is not David Steinberg, the My manager. Right. Yeah, yeah, David yeah. Steinberg, the it's comic and director, yeah. Yeah. was going to be Roachmaster. Well, David Steinberg showed up and took a look at the room and said, well, there's no dais. It's not set up for a roast. There's no <laughs> mic uh, really. There's no dais like the present. There, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let's just call it a. A toast roast. A toast roast. Yeah. And we'll there just, was a piano. And we'll just toast him and stuff. Well, Tom and I had written this material, and we decided to do it anyway. Not even Belzer was interested in it. Well, yeah. I had that model. You, he, had, he had a seven-foot seven model. Yes, that he <laughs> was coaching. So what? Yeah. yeah, why would he be interested? He was mentoring her uh, in the ass, but he was mentoring her. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear just a few yeah, Bartol yeah, and I can yeah. do it together? Yeah. Well, you, you do it with me. If I can remember. You'll remember. Sing with me. First of all, you know, he was into the Stones. Uh, you have to know that. He loved, uh, you know, and everybody knew Pat Benatar's uh, financial status because of Rick Newman's. Managerial oh, yeah, he was style. managing her. That's Open right. managerial style. So it starts, please allow well, me. Well, there was also the big hit song that was out then. What was yeah. that? With that sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses. Uh, sunglasses, which he loved. I wear my sunglasses yeah. at night. It was so dark. Please allow me to introduce So it was kind of a parody of that musically. Please allow me to introduce to you a comedian's comedian. When we in the industry have a night off, we go to see him. And then from a quoting from People magazine, his cover story, he's conquered cancer, softened his approach. <laughs> he's conquered cancer, softened his, his approach. approach. Uh, something about Lenny, but like yeah. Lenny, but, but yeah. something needier, you know. Like Lenny, but needier. Yeah. Bob <laughs> 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 But he's right. strictly Belgique, was one of the Maurice Chevalier. How do we get into Pat Benatar's yeah, salary? No, <laughs> well, it gets to well, Rick Newman. Rick oh, Newman, yes. cauterizing oh. star. Yeah. Rick Newman, cauterizing star. Not you, Bells. Pat Benatar. Boom, yes. boom, boom, boom. Too liquid. Boom, boom. Too, Too invested. invested. <laughs> but you owe Harry $1,400. $1, and Harry was there, story. right? Yeah. Another whole story. He wears his... How's he, it? Bells wears his oh. sunglasses at night. So he can't. So he can't. So they said so he can. We said he can. That so was 20, 24 years ago. A time no, of 20, turmoil. Must have been longer than that. In the 80s or the 90s? No, 30, 80s. 34 Maybe. years. 83, 84. Wow. 84. People were still yelling at their maids. In those I remember the town hall roast that you emceed. <laughs> That's so long ago. Yeah. Town hall That's roast how long ago. That was, was a real oh, was, roast that I yes. got to oh, that was a good officiate at. And Tom wrote... Not only my material, but many, many for you, many others. I that, remember yes. you telling a joke that Alan King had a third-degree burn on his hand from jerking off Topo Gijo. That wasn't mine. That was a joke that stayed with me. You must have written that. You had it right. No, maybe, no? Uh, you know, it sounds like uh, the guy. Uh, Rich Vos. 
Yeah, Richard. We had that Voss. guy on there. Voss. Wasn't that the night of and, the famous and, Odetta joke? Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. Paul <laughs> tells that story very well. well. And I remember at the Chevy Odetta. roast, you sang. Which one? We couldn't get anybody, anybody good. good. Let's hear a few bars of that. <laughs> well, that again, that's uh, Tom, a lyric, beautiful Tom. You sing it, I can't remember. Lyric uh, with Matt Robertson, a writer involved. Very as good well. writer. Good writer, Matt. We, uh, tonight is Chevy's big night. We called his friends to invite. Them all who roast him and join us, but nobody would. Does he? And then two chorus girls say, "Does he have a career?" I thought he died last year. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't get anybody, anybody good. good. <laughs> Please welcome our roastmaster, Paul Schaefer. Shows no glamour or glitz. Say the name Chevy Chase, and no one gives two sh. That's why we couldn't get anybody good. But hey, I know what you're thinking. Who's Schaefer to talk? This guy got his job sucking Letterman's. He's a lucky piano player, a musical hack. Yeah, well, you, all of you. At least I'm earning a check. I'm serious. You're gonna all go. disgrace. No one here knows Chevy Chase, and there's no reason that anyone should. But since you've rented your tux, just accept this roast sucks, and that we couldn't get anybody. We asked Will Ferrell, we couldn't get anybody. We scraped the That's basically it. Except Wait, it went into a very sad yeah. Sinatra section in the middle where I threw, threw a trench coat over my shoulder and sang, seriously, how sad the day is. <laughs> how sad the day is. <laughs> you call this a show, do, 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 do. How can you roast a man where no one will go? <laughs> Sit on the dais. Anyway. How sad the day is. How sad. I know. We had a lot of fun. Oh, boy. And I remember, like, for, like, the big ending when you were singing, we, never, we, have girls? we couldn't find anyone good. Right. You, you, you sang, we tried Will Farrell. <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot. Yeah. It was before he... Became huge. Yes. We scraped the barrel. We did it. Yeah. Were you better. on that roast? The Chevy roast? I was there. They didn't have I don't any... I didn't think I, don't I remember went if on. you got up. I don't remember if It was there. a very, very peculiar night. Well, Chevy would have been here. But he had today. Yeah. He had to pull out the last minute. We were hoping to we bring him here as a, <laughs> as a surprise. Okay. Well, well we've got a trouble call. calling him on the air. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, you did that yeah, one, sir. I did, I, I did okay. love the Belzer joke about Freddie Roman. 
I think that was my favorite roast joke in a long oh, time. Oh, Freddie Roman, yeah. Um, Jack Ruby had a longer television career than Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to cite a joke that I spoke of, Freddie Roman. This one written by a, a gentleman whose name doesn't come to mind. Larry Amorose. Larry Amorose. Larry Amorose. Who said, uh, we first uh, heard of Freddie Roman when he and Icarus flew too huh. close to the sun. <laughs> I did another joke about him. I said... I don't want to say Freddie Zillow, but he used to be known as Freddie the Roman. The Roman. Yes. Uh, yeah. You also the said, Roman. what would a roast be without Freddie Roman? Yes, I'll tell you one thing, televised. Oh, televised. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. That's very bad. Televised. There's your joke. I that think. was the Excellent. Odetta night. Tom, do you have anything you want to say about George Maharis turning 90? Because that would make Well, are you kidding? I wanted to ask every, yeah, he's going to be 90 in, no. well, September. Beautiful. So yeah. he's got Beautiful. a few months to kind of still be a kid. Yeah, ah. <laughs> he's going to be ninety, and I just thought I'd go around the room and everybody just say what they feel about George Maharis turning well, ninety. First, Gil? first let's tell the story. Oh, it's such a George long story. Which one? Harris. <laughs> he was he was like the, a heartthrob. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh that that story, girls. not our story. Yeah, yeah like well, really crazy, crazy boy. Yeah. Oh, he was huge. Story. Yeah, and, and a song, and, ring, recording yeah. star. Everything. So all the women were crazy yeah, about it. George Shakira. And then, then uh, tragedy <laughs> struck. Well, it struck in it struck in a men's room <laughs> on no. Route Twelve <laughs> when George was standing in a bag <laughs> next to. Perfect. Talking about George Maharis? Yeah, yeah. George, George Shakira. No, 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 no. George Maharis. Okay, George Maharis. Okay, now that's a whole other. I was standing in the bag. Route sixty-six. Well, that's the great unknown question. <laughs> so, <laughs> what will you say? What happened to George Maharis? See, this is this is a uh, uh, the alcoholic. I said. Who was in the bag? Yeah. But, no, in this case, he, there was somebody actually in a bag. Because among. Uh, gay guys going into the men's room stall, they'll sometimes bring a bag with them. Big shopping bag. Where one of them stands in the bag. inside the bag. So you don't know there are two guys yeah, there. Yeah, the right. guy can pleasure them. Oh think God. it's a guy never, who's yeah, gone shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Just a guy yeah, who likes well, to shop. Yeah. yeah, not a big guy. Yeah, oh, Tom is an expert on these. I've never and, heard that. Tom's so, been talking about this for oh, it's called years. a show. It's called, <laughs> it's called a tea room. Yes. 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 Well, yes. George Maharis. <laughs> Was shopping bag. Was no, shopping one yeah. day. Was having assignation. Well, the thing is, to be fair, he was actually were, shopping that day. That day. But that has nothing to <laughs> coincidentally. That's just a, allegedly that's just a happy accident. A lucky right. coincidence. Yeah, it's a happy so, accident. So tell the tell the story, Gil. <laughs> and 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 he uh, was having some uh, you know romantic uh, interludes with Perfecto Tellis. Okay. Was the guy's name? Yeah. And, and hairdresser, hairdresser from Los Angeles. Yeah. Perfecto That's how they describe him. Yeah. Hairdresser with, from is, Los Angeles. Is he with us? Is still Perfecto? I don't know. We I don't know. No, we have people. Well, I can answer. He's in, not. He, Perfecto. He was having yeah. an, uh, You know that? Yes, it's on the internet. Perfecto died. There's two Perfecto Tellez oh, on the wow. internet. There is. Me. There's an old one. There's a guy that was there. died in the 1800s. Oh, wow. There was, was a guy, the one, there was a guy who stood in Maybe a bag the in 1808. Old... There was a guy who liked to be in a bag. It was, of, it was a burlap bag in those days. And it wasn't really it was a, a men's room. It was more like where the horses were put yeah, in. You know, yeah, it was a stable burlap. Yeah. And then there was Perfecto Tellez. The ventriloquist <laughs> from the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Victor That's who George Maharis was banging? No, no, no. no. Oh, no. You're thinking, yeah. no. And you know what? So often people confuse you. You like Andy? I like 
candy. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're up a good What's that in your mouth? Yes. George Stakidis. <laughs> no, that's... You want the dick in your mouth? Yeah, senior wences. Senior wences. Is it in your mouth? Senior Yeah. What do you think? You know. To the box has to say Because this is a show for the kids. Yeah. That's why we want to show for the kids. Let's get into some heavy senior wences material now. To stay contemporary. He was a hundred. Yeah. He died at 102. Yeah, 102. Yeah. Yeah. 102. Yeah. But he could still play 101. They changed that. They changed yeah, the name of the 54th so Street by yeah. 54th Street by the Sullivan Theater to the Senior Wences Way, 54th. Yes, Broadway, that's yeah. right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Paul, yeah. talk Senior about how Wences we way. talk about how we went to Danny Yellow's club in Newark and the well, young lady there in her act. Speaking we, of, you might find this we have a success about things like that. We heard that Danny Yellow now had a club, mm-hmm. a comedy club above an Italian restaurant. Yeah. In we tried to call you guys, but you, we were there. Yes. And what are you going for? It was above an Italian restaurant. Well, no, the woman who had, who bought from the estate. You're going to have to tell us. Well, all, correct this me. This woman was on the bill. He had a number of <laughs> yes, acts, right? Yes. And this was the acts. opening act. This ah, was great. A woman, yeah. and what? And she was a ventriloquist herself. <laughs> and she yes. had purchased from the, the act so, from the senior wench's estate. Senior wench's estate. No. estate. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. But she wasn't allowed. Uh, there was one she couldn't, couldn't do her, the finger thing. She the, did the finger thing, which was weird because the little face had long painted nails. Right, no, and the it's face, not as good. that was weird. But it's, she couldn't do the box. She it's, couldn't do the box. Why not? Somebody else did the box. Why not? Why not? It was a codicil. <laughs> and she so couldn't do the box. Right? They kept for themselves. Like he's going to come from the grave <laughs> yeah. and do the box. And all the all the uh, the children would lose their inheritance if they ever used the box. <laughs> the box. <laughs> there was a codicil <laughs> in the in the will. But the, the thing about it was, she starts to do this <laughs> thing, and so she drops. So all she had was the little body of the hand guy. Right, yeah. ah. and the long nails curling around, ah. so it looked like a big red octopus ah. strangling the little face of the yeah. guy. Strangling her own face. Jimmy. Oh. You know, whatever the hell. Ah. She bought. I'm just yeah, and can't she get kept over dropping she... the entire. She had a whole big table, and she dropped the whole table over. And well, also on the bill yes. is one of the uh, you know uh, I'm sure maybe for the last time. Alto and Mantilla. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You guys all must remember them. Doing the well, exact same act. There was a third guy. They were props. called the Untouchables. Right. Oh, there was two after the Untouchables. Marvin Buddy Braverman. Uh-huh. Was the third very guy. Good. Very good. One of them always sang opera. Every, that was Marvin. Every, oh, no, that was, no, that was yeah, Every Buddy. sketch was devised so that Buddy Mantilla would get Could to sing, sing opera while the other guy was... Giving him yeah. a haircut or something. Oh, 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 so we could show off his voice. So these guys are there hanging out, and then Tom and I are sitting in our chairs, and you know, and Barbara Feldon was there for some reason. But I don't, boy, that's no, 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 it doesn't matter who she is. But it's okay. They've no, been no. together for years. Well, what? Isn't it a secret? <laughs> I thought it was a secret. No, I thought it was a big no, secret. No. You don't tell. Been together since no, you don't I, tell. We, thing. Sorry. We, we don't can't tell say everything. who Barbara Feldon was. Age 99. She was 99. She was She was on. So, she's listen, and on Alto and Mantilla are there and a good of sitting down at our table. And I said, are you guys going to go on? Well, we may do something, a little something. Look up on the stage. They've got huge props. <laughs> Like illusions, not <laughs> getting illusions. Door, yeah, like door David Copperfield's door in the thing. Florida room. And a, big, like and a Liberty up. Bell. <laughs> you know, we may do a few a things, you know. <laughs> then they go into their act. They're using a hello. <laughs> you know, a, they do 20, 25 minutes. It was like, you know, it was like uh, Schuster and Wayne and Schuster. Uh. 
are, but not anywhere near as funny. But I mean, an act like that was so old-fashioned, though, in the seventies. Huh? Old-fashioned. They but, were funny, but they were very old-fashioned. They were very, exactly. but now they would be the, now the it would be perfect like timing act. for them. Very well rehearsed, though. Yeah, well, you, they did <laughs> they the same thing for twenty-five years. They were funny. Gilbert, yeah, but they, were, they were funny. Well, they were funny. Yeah, they yeah. were the untouchable. Yeah. Oh, they were okay. They yeah. were very funny. They were very no. Oh. Sir, don't don't Paul, do that. I believe oh, we were talking about Buddy Mantia just nah, last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were. Were funny. you and I talking you about it? You and hey, I were you know, talking about I, it. I remember something about Richard. I think uh-uh. I maybe you were going to a new analyst at the time. I only had, uh-huh. well, but but every time for for a slight time period there. I guess you were going to a psychiatrist or whatever, and right. this is where you learn this lesson. Because you would, you would get angry right. in a situation, and you'd yell, and then you turn to the person who was there right. in the room and go, "I'm I'm not angry at you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. And it was I like, remember it. I, I learned it. I'm not angry at you. Yeah, I learned yeah. that from the bells. I yeah. was at his feet. I learned it like a guru <laughs> and a student. Wrote it down. I now say what it myself. What a memory. Yeah. <laughs> no, after scaring the shit out of the person. No, no, I'm not angry I'm not, at you. I'm not angry you. at you. Yeah. Did Jagger ever ever comment on, on yeah, the impression, well, he Richard? Yeah, saw me at um, the bottom line. Jan- answers, just pinching my entertainment. Center. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Jagger. Mick saw me at the bottom line. And of course, you were famous for your Jagger. Movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. kind of. Legendary. And he was in the audience. I didn't know he was in the audience. So after my set, Alan Pepper, the owner of yeah, exactly, the yes. bottom line, yeah. came back to my dressing room. He said, Mick Jagger is in the audience. Oh, shit. He said, No, no, he wants you to come to his table. So I went and I sat with him for the rest of the show. And he was, you know, he said, I won't, you know, um, little Richard taught me all about the element of danger. That's where I learned all the leaping about the stage. And you remind me of the element of danger. Well, how about that? Yeah, that's that's cool. pretty good compliment. Yeah, you yeah. can't yeah. get cool. any better. Yeah, but he was saying how he was copying to the fact that he was doing little, kind of doing little Richard. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I thought was nice of him to but not, yeah, be I mean, immodest right. like that. It was freaking but I was to see very Richard. flattered. Very flattering. Flattered by that. Yeah. I saw you do something at the seaport at Caroline's, and you had a plant in the audience. Do you remember doing this? Uh, was it? Was, it, uh, it was Alan Abel? Yes. Yes. The pr- the famous prankster. Oh, yeah. It was a great bit. <laughs> he pretended he was a doctor who was transplanting, like uh, animal parts. Yes. And, and it was just. Yeah. He'd go on TV doing yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. He's around still. Well, right? I did twenty animals? minutes with him uh, with him one night, and the whole audience thought he was. Yeah. The real guy. And you know who was in the audience that night? Danny Aiello, because, Richie, was that real? (laughs) (laughs) Was that real? (laughs) Tell him about Danny Aiello when we came out of his club. And how we we had to sit in this car and everything. Well, that was (laughs) a wonderful experience. And then that huge truck came with the video on it of Danny Aiello's music Meanwhile, back at his club in Hoboken, (laughs) he said, I've been doing working with a rapper. (laughs) Danny Allen, yeah, working with a rapper. Danny Allen, and you know we've got a record coming out, an album, the two of us. (laughs) I say he raps, you know. And the next thing you know, he says, "Come out on the street. I want to show you something." And he has arranged for a truck, which shows video on this on a huge screen on the side, uh, for advertising. It drives around town. This truck has pulled up. 
and it's showing this video with the rapper. And who should be walking down the street out in Hoboken? The rapper himself, he's there. Live, happened to be there. Yeah, all these people converged. And uh, it was a... It was a Godwink. Not a bad piece of material. (laughs) But I remember... Wasn't there... Well, no, I was just... because I I guess that's it. I guess there really was no blow, but I I wanted to see you die with it, not me. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. That's I'm going to be completely honest. That's Because that's what this is about. I want to hear... That's what this is all about. I want to hear the story that when Aiello was working with uh, Pacino, wasn't Diana Aiello had a big movie role? Oh, no, no. Paul Newman. What was well? So was he in with Morgan and Fort Apache? Yeah, rattled him a little or something. Yeah, I'm walking down the street, my street, 77th, and I see, I see Danny Allo walking the other way, and it's one of those things where I know he saw me, but he pretended not to see me. Keep that in mind. So I'm, I keep walking towards him, and he's. By this stoop <laughs> story. This is a story your fans will love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is pure, pure Gilbert Gottfried podcast, isn't it? So, I, you don't yeah. even have to go on; and it's yeah, already a classic. So he's standing by this stoop, and there's like you know a cement post there, and he puts his head down and he's pounding on it, and like you know, like he's by. His, I'm supposed to believe he's by himself, right? And I go, Danny, Danny, oh, and he, you know, pretends like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richie. And I said, what is this? You don't know what it's like starring with Paul Newman in a movie. In a movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know, Richie, you don't know what it's like starring in a movie with Paul Newman. What is he Newman? implying that the man, the, I, man, the man doesn't know how to work? I don't know what it's implying. <laughs> Whatever. It's his process. Just. Whatever his process. I was like. Even then, I was flabbergasted. That reminds me. One of, more for your fans. No, go ahead. Another Are Danny you? Aiello story. Yeah, I'm please. Sure you're going to cut all yeah, the He's been on this show. Oh, he has. Yeah. So Perfect. one day, I'm at Cafe Central. Okay. With uh, I forget Oblio, and we're sitting here, and uh, Danny Aiello walk, Danny Aiello walks in, and these guys that I was sitting with say to Danny, Danny, and he comes over, you know, high everything. And the guy goes, Danny, I've never seen you so heavy. <laughs> so Danny says, yeah, I've never been this happy in my life. Ah, he, never, he didn't hear the word heavy. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. No, no, Danny, it looks like you, you put on weight. Oh, I'm so happy. He just refused. He refused to admit like that he was heavy. Minutes, so he kept saying, and the guy kept saying. And, uh, yeah, but if he doesn't, if it doesn't pretend not to hear it, he isn't fat. <laughs> and, and twice I've heard people refer to Danny Ayala. As Danny Aiego. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. He was one of our funnier guests. He was. I have he to can say. be very charming. Well, we have he an interesting it. story about that. He can be very charming. Danny Aiego. We, yeah. had, we had a wonderful evening in the theater. Well. Oh, where he's he talking about when we were. Well, I think we were we were privy to a. We were privy to a, a backstage, wonderful backer, you know, backstage. Danny rehearsal. working out a play that he was working on. It seems to have disappeared. I don't want to give it away, though. Oh no! Yes, he was in rehearsal clothes. He was in rehearsal clothes, sweats, a towel around his neck, and he had a pianist, and he was just. Working it out, working yes. out the songs. A wonderful. Uh, That's all. I, I mean, don't think it's a studio, right? Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so we, were, we were invited. Carnegie to Hall, by the way. Seriously, we're yeah, going to have all studios the behind. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to give away. What if he sells it and you give away the key elements? I mean, of someone the thing? beats him to the store. Yeah. 
to this musical right, off some, the air. Huh? It's a musical. Go ahead. You, well, you, I mean, you, they, you know, they'll probably have suspected by now that it's a show about Al Capone. Right. Musical about Al Capone. Musical about Al Capone. <laughs> And the the act break, this the show stopping number at the end of the first act. Right, syphilis. I've got syphilis. I swear. Yeah. Right. And it's only me. Syphilis. Syphilis. I can't piss. I can't piss. That's one of the lyrics. And he's doing it about six inches from Paul's face. And he's got his hands on Paul's knees. And it's just me and him, the piano player, and Jerry Foley, who invited us from the director of the Letterman Show, and. It was had an hour and a half of not ninety minutes of not trying not. We didn't have to try not to laugh because it was so scary. Uh, like if we had laughed, Danny might have killed us. Or something. I really felt listen, physically. It was an honor. It was an honor to be there. Not it was a great to, honor to be there. Yeah, said, no way, we're not. To, what, what did uh, uh, Jack, you do to Jackie Mason again? <laughs> you, I didn't mean to louse. Yeah, didn't mean to yeah, louse. We're, you, yeah, we're not you, lousing him by any means. No, mean, I hope not. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. After this, you wow. little prick. Can I do my uh, little thing that uh, the young people seem to love? <laughs> Please. What are you laughing at? How dare you? Um, Gallagher too. Well, I could talk about Gallagher too. Have I ever talked about Gallagher too? Gallagher too is fascinating. Did, I, did you see the documentary about Gallagher and Gallagher too? No. No, we have to. Yeah, see I, I could tell you I a little bit about it. it. Please do. Yeah, yes. I'm hooked already. I was just going to do the certain, oh. certain. The good thing is Sullivan doesn't have a show now because there's certain <laughs> there's certain stars with names that would, you know, he had a he had trouble with his neck at Sullivan. So he, if he had to say the names of some of the current stars, you know, uh, like ladies and gentlemen, right now Shakira, Shakira. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Heard his oh, neck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With these modern names. Oh, with yeah. these names. Yeah. Anyway. I, I wish the podcast were visual. Yeah. <laughs> Have we started played, recording? Would have played better. Have well, we started yeah, recording? Yeah, we're on. We are recording. Oh, soon, on. soon. Oh, wait, what was the thing about? Well, Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher. Gallagher too. One night about two in the morning, <laughs> I just had terrible insomnia. You guys have probably read about it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm up and I turn on one of those things, one of those documentaries on like uh, – it was about Gallagher. It was, it was someone on this channel. They'd always have those things. One yeah. week it'd be oh, yeah. Chris yes. Farley. Oh, yeah. True Hollywood story. Yeah. True Hollywood yeah. story. Yeah. Exactly. Right. For those of you who don't know, Gallagher was. Oh, well, Gallagher and is. And is. And is yeah. A fine comedian where he would hit. It's a prop comedy. And, From yeah, San Francisco. And the first couple of rows of audience had to have a big tarp over it because he would, you know, which is very much like Liza's He'd audience. <laughs> But he would hit a, a watermelon with a sledgehammer. That was, yes. yeah, that that was, was his that. finish. That sure. was his big close. Right. So, Smashing yeah. the Why watermelon. Why didn't we think of that? And, yeah. he'd, <laughs> and he'd take the winner off because he couldn't get any watermelons. No. Ah, but, so um, what happened? <laughs> so I'm watching it. They do those. So I'm thinking, I'm, getting, I'm totally being sucked in by Gallagher and how yeah. he started and how he kind of built himself from nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, and put he, he had a twin brother. That's well, right. that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's where he's going. Yeah. Then it's all kind of nice. And about halfway through the documentary, and he starts to get bigger and bigger clubs. And halfway through the documentary, they go, at the end of the, just before the commercial, they go, and then Gallagher had a stroke. And that was they go out, right? Oh. <laughs> it's a teaser. Yeah. Cliffhanger. And you know I can't go to bed now. No. Gallagher's had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, but nobody's getting me into that bedroom. <laughs> you know? Okay. Wild animals. Listen, right. yeah. okay. So it comes a back. Terrific cliffhanger. Oh, talk about <laughs> yeah, a cliffhanger. Right. And, <laughs> uh, and so it comes back and turns out 
Gallagher had a stroke during you know hitting one of the watermelons. <laughs> 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 yeah, actually wielding the sledgehammer. Wielding, yes, he actually did wielding the sledgehammer. Yeah. He had the stroke on stage. Yeah. 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 Talk yeah. about yeah. comedy guys. Yes, sir. But talk about well, being covered as part of your coverage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to you know, get a work injury. Comp. It was a work comp. Work comp yes. comp for yes. sure. Yes. So, so anyway, while he has the stroke, unbeknownst to Gallagher, his brother, whatever his real name was, was touring the country without Gallagher's knowing it, doing who looked exactly like him, the same bald hair, the same kind of stringy bald hair, yeah. looked exactly like as Gallagher too. But the audience but, didn't know. But it was like I, I, you know, that yeah. kind of too. And Gallagher didn't know. And so Gallagher started but he passed himself off as Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started getting calls from venues saying, you know, hey man, your brother's doing your entire ah. act. And uh that didn't help the stroke. I think he got the stroke after that, actually. Ah, uh, you're right. And um, <laughs> if I'm, it, it's better if, I'm if right. it happened while uh, smashing a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. It is. I oh, he did, but, it's it's but, after. After. Yeah. but it was yeah. after. It was after, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No, but still while <laughs> smashing. Still good, though. Yeah. He yeah. still had the stroke, and yeah. that's the important thing. So go ahead, Tom. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> then he finds out his brother's doing his act, and he gets an injunction against his brother, Gallagher II. Gallagher I gets an injunction against Gallagher II, the brother, and the thing that gave him the stroke yeah. was Gallagher and Gallagher II's parents sided with Gallagher II. Ah, the fact, the fact. And I think really? there's a moral in that. Yeah, and right. then I think there was... <laughs> sure what it is. It's biblical. It's so it is. A, it's, it's, a Cain Cain and Abel. Abel. Yeah. it's a Cain and Abel Gallagher too. It's a cane and it's a cane and I think there was a big legal thing Abel. there. Huge, huge. Yeah. An agreement that they came to. Okay. That Gallagher too would have to be called Gallagher too. But he was. Oh, so it wouldn't be Gallagher. Like right. He was, passing, and, he was passing himself off as Gallagher. And that he wouldn't be allowed to smash the watermelons. Oh. Same thing as the senior It's the exact same thing as the senior winces. They couldn't get the box. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's clause. Yeah. Went out. Good old senior winces clause. He ignored that and went out as Gallagher. And and people, even, you know, the people booking him knew he wasn't Gallagher. <laughs> but they said, it passed him hey, you know, Gallagher costs so much more money. Uh, yeah. And still the same act. For so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. And he started, he smashed watermelon. Anyway. He did. Oh, my God. Yeah. He did the watermelon. He ignored it. He ignored yeah. it. He had to. Uh, 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 he no, had Gallagher to do the watermelon. How could he do it and not do the watermelon? Huh? He's still around. Still working? Gallagher, too? Yeah. I, I don't know about Gallagher, too. Gallagher's still out there. <laughs> but how about your Mark folks? Marriage, how about, first of all, his parents were. They were decided with Gallagher side. too. Yeah, that hurts. Very. That's got to hurt. Well, Gallagher must be such a low. And you know like the same thing happened. They toured without Jeff Lynne. They were. They had to call themselves the LO too. Do you remember I that? See. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, you know, well, yeah. look at sticks. I mean, let's not something even... like that. I got a wild card question for the yeah. Bells. Richard, did you audition to play Groucho in a Broadway musical? Yes. It was My Fair Lady, unfortunately, but <laughs> my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. Did you yeah, know that, I did. Gil? No, no, I never yeah. heard that. And you no, learned two songs. It. You taught yourself two. two I movies? sang two songs. They said I held the sides very well, but um, what you held the, the sides what very well. That's what, was day, great. day in Hollywood, night in the Ukraine. That's right. Yeah, but I I didn't get it. But I I sang for the, like one of the first times. What did you sing? Uh, Tonight you're mine, completely. Pa? See, we had a keyboard here, pocket play. You give your love as Groucho. 
No, they wanted to hear oh, my voice. Oh, they wanted voice. you to do a song. Yeah, no, oh. they knew I could do Groucho. I mean, I mean come on. But oh, so wow. George Chakiris. That's going back. Oh, good trivia. Yeah. So, I once auditioned, uh, and and this was something, buddy. Getting back to the Untouchables. Yes. Said that. Uh, Gabe Kaplan is going to be playing Groucho. Oh, yeah. And it'll that. definitely yeah, sure. move to Broadway. It'll definitely be a major hit. And it'll definitely be a TV special. Ultimately, and, that's and the goal. Yeah. So he goes, so, you know, you should fly yourself out. And I actually did. Right. In those days, we didn't know any better. And, and, and I and I auditioned as Chico to oh. his Groucho. Oh, right. this is great. Never and, told me this. And I remember I said to him, I said, why doesn't he just get Robert Hedges? Because Robert Hedges was just doing Chico in that. He was always like, Cotter. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mr. Cotter. All oh, right. That's, That's right. right. And and he laughed at me like, what a stupid thing that was to say. <laughs> and then uh, the thing... It they announce it's uh, on uh, stage show, and as Chico, Robert Hedges, may rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. Ah, so you got him a job. Yeah. How about uh, that? That was yeah. good. pretty good. That's a, one of the rare I, times I've heard you be magnanimous. And oh, <laughs> it's the worst one of the rare times I've heard you be interesting. I, I, I love <laughs> when they were doing the in memoriam at who? the Emmys. Captain's career. At the yeah, at the Emmys, they yeah. were doing yeah in memoriam, and they had in one clip, like they saved time in one clip from Welcome Back, Carter, Robert Hedges, and uh, Horshack. They're both dead. Yeah, they both, both died gone, that yeah. year. Yeah. So they what? saved. I worked with Horshack. They died a few months apart. Oh, they put them together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a suicide pact. Well, <laughs> they saved a little time. What an insult. Yeah. And the memorial package. They died a few months apart. Do you know that I once auditioned for Vivian Vance? You oh, did? Ooh. Yes, I did. Do tell. I know yes. you auditioned to be Fonzie. I did. I was yeah. in the final callbacks to be Fonzie. Wow. You and Mickey Dolan's. Well, he wasn't there when I was there. You could have been. All right, here's the. Yeah, hey, I couldn't do the A. The guy. <laughs> no, but Henry was great. Can you Henry do Winkler. some Fonzie for us? I, well, I know. Story. I, you know, I prepared and. But you know, once I leave a character, Gil, <laughs> I don't look back. Hey, Gilbert. I do take it home with me, <laughs> yeah. but I also take the wardrobe home with me. So ah, it's I see. <laughs> Richard, Richard has a story. All right, Can oh, I just wait. say one thing before you do your story? Please. Is any is it hot in here? It's for anybody else? Hot hot because I see a fireman's going to break this glass and save the you. dog. It's not you just know, you. Like the dog's in the car. We're wrapping about ten minutes. Do you remember when you auditioned for the Affleck commercial? Oh yeah. Do you remember? Do you know who went ahead of you? Oh, who? Wow. You went in before Rich, uh, Gilbert before to audition Gilbert. for the Affleck. And I was doing Affleck, Affleck. Yeah. You know, I was doing this weird. And then I think. And you got it. I think Soupy Sales no. auditioned for. Oh. Milton Hines. Yeah, Milton Hines. Mimi Hines. Then that's his real name. Oh. Hines and Hines. Milton no, Hines. But you sales. came in after me. Yeah. So and, I was mistaken and, for Soupy Sales today. No way. No, you are what not. About? By a cab driver. <laughs> hey, are you super sales? No. <laughs> yeah. 
to you? I think, it yeah, no I, I, I think he died. I said, <laughs> <"Through> the <laughs> cab driver? Yeah, I said, no, Soupy died. And yeah. I remember, and did he like did he tear up a little bit? We when lost you Soupy. <laughs> I I was kind a kind of regular on one of one show you were doing. Uh, was it on Showtime or something? Me? Where? Yeah. What? You were uh, playing yourself, of Cinemax, course. you were on that show. That's yeah, just... Cinemax. Well, you were on it. You were the yeah, bartender. Yeah, I was the bartender. Oh, I was in that, too. And David Steinberg <laughs> used to direct that. That's right. 1985. That's right. You were great. You did your act. You were the bartender. Yeah. yeah. It's called... I don't know where you can get it these days. Tom, you were I, involved. Oh, that's in. right. Played, I've seen that. Played my manager. Yeah. What was the name of it? I played Belzer's Richard manager Belzer and show. Richard Belzer show. Tom Charles. was my manager. Yeah, I've seen it. Were you on that show? Paul and I hung out. And you weren't contracted. Billy Crystal Catch. Uh, well, yeah. Paul was too big even then. Oh, he was very and, big. And one yeah. time I remember they had me, the plot was that I was masquerading as um, Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, like a hat on next yeah. to this. Yeah, it was like, six shows and we were already out of stories. <laughs> already out of stories. <laughs> what, about, what, what about Viva Shea Vegas? Oh, can, boy. Can, can anybody get your hands that? on that? There's a VHS? Yes, it is. It what is year? out again. It was something that Tom and I and Harry it's wonderful. made in 86 or something. Tom forced me to watch it in his basement. Oh, uh, well, I hope it was worthwhile. <laughs> it was. That's where it was shot. It, uh, it's a conceptual thing that the three of us made for Cinemax back in the 80s. Uh, now that I, I played Las Vegas uh, over Christmas, New Year's, the lounge at Caesars, and in honor of that, uh, I had a, a merch table and I had some T-shirts made and I had some DVDs printed up. So it's back. You can now get Viva Shape Vegas. You have to go to, I have a website, well, you get on the website? for all the merchandise oh, didn't, great. that I didn't know. sell. Great. So you can get all those and leftovers. And Gene Pitney's in it. Oh, That's Gene right. Pitney sang the theme song. And Bells, tell us about the, the Jerry book. When, when can we expect oh, it? And... Um, it's virtually done. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully by Christmas. Okay. We'll have you know before Christmas it'll it'll be out. Of course, it was the writing was interrupted as you may suspect. Yes, but most of it's done. I'd say ninety percent. And, and of how it. how did you become friends with Jerry? He, um, I interviewed him in Montreal at the Montreal Film Festival in 1985 or something, and uh, we had a great time. And then he called me years later. To say that he's been watching me on television, he's proud of me, and he remembered the interview. It was like, anyway, so I immediately flew out to Vegas, and then a week later I called Paul, and I said, what? We can have dinner with Jerry if we just fly ourselves out to Vegas, which we did. I've seen the picture. Yeah. It's great. There and was then, one more guy there, Max Alexander. Oh, Max oh, yes. Alexander. Remember him? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. He passed on, didn't he? Max yeah, Alexander. he did. Funny yeah. guy. He did. Recently, in the last couple of years. But uh, so since then, I, I, you know, I started working with him on, uh, he was going to do a musical, The Nutty Professor. And I worked on him for a while with that. And then somebody else took over. But we became very close. And then we're so close. Too bad you don't have a camera. But I have his tattoo. I right. You saw, I showed you. Yeah, yeah, you showed yeah, us. Yeah, I have the classic caricature of Jerry. Yeah, he's yeah, showing it right now for those of you at home. Yes. He's, he's taking off his jacket. He's showing us a tattoo. You have a tattoo of Jerry Lewis. Right, on my Realistic, arm. Realistic, on your yeah. arm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Based on his logo 
from the D&G show. The classic show, logo. Mm-hmm. His uh, caricature. But, Are you um, any cooler now? You've taken off your no, jacket? No, but oh, I'm okay. reminded of Jerry. You take so. your you know, no, beekeeper suit We're almost done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted your, oh. your, your last No, but he kind of adopted me. And, you know, when I was a little kid in school, they used to say, call me Jerry Lewis because I look just like him. And I would do Jerry Lewis bits to keep my mother from hitting me. I told Jerry that. I said, uh-huh. you saved me a lot of ass kickings. Uh-huh. So he's a b- big part of my life. And then to meet him and work with him is beyond, you know, it's like when you guys m- met Anthony Newley. I imagine it was the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Tom, it would be Benadaret. To me, it was Martin Milner, actually. Maybe you could close, Richard, with a Rodney Dangerfield. Well, everybody's got their favorite Rodney <laughs> stories. But what oh. he said, oh, what, really, he gave me the, advice. What's life? Yeah. You know, what's life? You know, and he said, first of all, he's in his bathrobe in his dresser with no underwear on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to remember that when I want to stop myself from ejaculating. Yeah, picture that. Like now. He said, um, what is life, Richard? You know, you get high, you write a few jokes, you keep the going from chasing you, you know? That's, that's profound. Keep the goyim from chasing you. Yeah, that's I, can, I understood the that's first it. two. Man, no, that's but it. But getting high and writing, I understood. <laughs> and yeah. and they get a bathrobe with your balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, this was great. It's yeah. wonderful. I hope you can, use, I hope you can use some it's of like it. We'll use some of it. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's about you, 10 minutes of it. Newman is like a Dorothy Parker type of character now with a round table. and. And wits, famous wits of yes, the era, yes, sit yes. around a, he, and tell, this is Benchley phase. tell marvelous right. stories of his career. So this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. And our guests this episode have been Richard Belzer, Six. Paul Schaefer, oh. and Tom Leopold. Hey, hey now. So much for the writing. Thank you, boys. Will you come A lot back? of fun, you guys. Let's go one yeah, more when? Time, just that we're in the tomorrow? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm up early. Thanks, okay. kids. Well, I'm a skinny Jew, one of the few from Minnesota. They had a quota. Came to the big city, dreamed I was Walter Mitty, wrote folk songs that I thought were witty. Someone said I'd be the next big thing till they heard me sing, but it's too late to change their minds. Cause the contracts were already signed Had a few hits, lived by my wits at the Chelsea Hotel But then I fell off a motorbike But I didn't like being out of work So I came back and sang with a country twine Lay, lay, lay Got some airplay had to change my voice, didn't have no choice. Had to make the payments on a new Rolls Royce. Well, I'm a skinny Jew, one of the few from me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Dara Gottfried and Frank Santa Padre, with audio production by Frank Verderosa. Web and social media is handled by Mike McPadden, Greg Pear, and John Bradley Seals. 
special audio contributions by John Beach. Special thanks to Paul Rayburn, John Murray, John Fodiatis, and Nutmeg Creative. Especially Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell for their assistance.